Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. This all right. Fucking hell. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is slogging it. Eugene may have left that in. He may not. But Simon is being Simon and being an absolute burke. This is the second time I've seen Simon today. This so far far less successful than our escapades this morning, Simon. If you would like to fill our listener in on what that was all about, we played our pairs competition winter league match this morning and won three and two winter knockout winter knockout sorry and not only were we playing another pair which pair were we playing last year's winners so we effectively beat the fuck out of manchester city today me and simon i don't think it's merely manchester city it's more whoever won the fa cup last year wasn't that manchester city i don't know oh, I mean, it... it's obviously that mem- memorable for everyone that or was it man? Anyway, never mind. But anyway, me and Simon had a good start of the day. We'd actually beaten them before we hit a shot because they, <laughs> because it was a bit cold and the greenkeepers had put us on temporary greens. They just absolutely lost their minds before anyone had hit a shot. And so from there, mm. we were pretty comfortable. Anyway, that's been our day. Eugene, how has your Sunday been, my friend? It's been very relaxing. Very little sport on, unfortunately. No Cricket World Cup day dailies going on so i've actually had some time back instead of editing our wonderful podcast every day so yeah today was a little bit of rugby a little bit of uh, formula one uh, watch the Abu Dhabi grand prix you'll never guess who won oh, i mean oh, I, yeah, know, yeah. I know the reason i'll be honest the most exciting part was watching the the race between ferrari and mercedes and and mercedes yeah, yeah that was the most exciting yeah. so yeah it was good from that point of view yeah the yeah I like Formula One, but it's kind of got a bit boring, hasn't it? It's all a bit predictable. So someone needs to build a it's like car. Schumacher years, right? When Ferrari just won all the time. It's, it's now Verstappen I mean, and Red Bull winning all Hamilton, the time. Hamilton won seven within eight or nine years, didn't he? So, I mean, you know, it's it, it, it's fits and starts and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a competitive sport. Something needs to happen uh, with that. But, anyway, we're not here to talk about Formula One. Apparently, we're a cricket podcast. 
you're right though in terms of in terms of sport. Although actually, my day got better. Not only did we win this morning, Man United won this afternoon. Now that I can't say that very often at the minute. So two bits of success out the day. That they were playing Everton. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Who would be miles further up the table had they not have been docked ten points? But we're not going to get into that because there'll be letter bombs, petrol bombs, all sorts. Yeah, don't upset scousers when they're already angry. So uh, definitely don't give them your don't read your address out or make sure it can't it's nowhere visible on the internet if you are going to piss angry scousers off. Anyway, right. So. Not a lot of sport, not a lot of cricket anyway, but we're now heading firmly into cricket luncheon territory, are we not, between now and mm. Christmas. So tomorrow, I, on behalf of Woodstock, uh, am presenting for the third year the Disability Cricketer of the Year at the Cricket Writers Club lunch, um, which is going to be amazing, actually. There's going to be some phenomenal people there, you know, all the... All the big cricket journalists, it's at some hotel on Park Lane uh, or near Bond Street in London. So I wish you'll be heading down to the big smoke in the morning. But then we have the following Monday, the the Lord Stavener's Christmas lunch, don't we? Eugene and Simon. Very much looking to that. Well, Eugene, yes. Yeah, Simon. Eugene does, I don't know. Unfortunately engaged, which is fine because, you know, two we, of the three. Handcuffed to his bed and not in a good way. No, no, no. I haven't. Becky, just, doing? I, 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 I have to go to work, unfortunately. Ah. Well, so, I mean, work haven't given you any time off for the tab so far this year. I mean, I'm very dead. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, yeah, so unfortunately, that'll be just the two of us. But that, very, very much looking forward to that. Then the following Friday, on the 8th, we've got the East Midlands first lunch, where, for some unknown reason, they're inviting the three of us to go on stage and talk. We're not quite sure what about yet. I think we could probably guess. Like, if yeah, yeah. they're not going to ask us to go on I mean, and, and talk about the joys of fishing, are they? No, no. It might be loosely cricket related <laughs> with a little bit of walking, I guess. Yeah. I imagine the walk will form a, a, a decent chunk of it. I don't know who's interviewing us, though, because we're, we're actually being interviewed at the same time as Graham Swan, aren't we? So I don't know whether Swanee's interviewing us or Chris Cowdery's interviewing us and Swanee. Can you imagine? Or we're interviewing 20. Oh, Who knows? You know. That could be that could be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, can you imagine? Welcome to the stage. Graham Swan, who everybody wants to listen to, and three knobheads who no one wants to listen to. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're going, so we might as well. So yes, and then we, we have, have to, we have to say thank you to the lovely Kerry for organising that, though, because yeah, we do. And so. she is an avid listener. Our our one, to be fair. So the reason we do this every week. Just for Kerry. <laughs> Just for Kerry we do this. But she loves it, so it's worth it. Uh, and then on the 13th, Eugene, we have, uh, I've cut Simon out of this conversation again for this bit, we, we have the balloon debate in the long room at Lords, do we not? Yes, we do. We do. Nice Wednesday evening black tie event to go and listen to that. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, same. Now, I might book myself into the Danubius this year um, because... Is that a hotel, I hope? That is a hotel, yes. It's the one oh, next okay. to Lords. The one next to Lords where we went for a drink afterwards. Do you remember? And you left on the when the following Wednesday, I think. Yeah, early hours. I went for <laughs> breakfast. Yes, that's, I remember that. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to book myself into a hotel because I was in a god awful amount of trouble uh, last year. So so yes, lots to look forward to, gentlemen. Some some all three of us. Unfortunately, Simon's work commitments mean that Eugene and I are going to have to drink for three of us 
between two on a couple of occasions, but I'm sure we shall manage. Right, what else have we got to look forward to? Christmas. Well, to look forward to. I've been landed with the news that our extension won't be, well, not watertight. Basically, it won't be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Simon? Watertight. Watertight, complete, finished. Um, <laughs> and so what that means is, because we were, as a family, due to go to Ireland for Christmas, I've now got to stay at home while Lisa and the baby go to Ireland for Christmas. So I'm going to spend Christmas on my own, probably. Are you going to make it watertight? No, 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 no. By staying home? No, but if someone came in and robbed a house that was already open, because there's no doors on the back. I'm giving a lot of secrets away here, by the way, but don't worry. I'm going to have, I'm going to have knives and guns and shit. So you even think about coming in, careful. Whoever's, whoever's thinking about it whilst listening. He will talk the ear off you if you come into his house and try and nick mm. a, a couch. To be yeah. fair, he'll, he'll probably offer the guy a beer. I probably would. I am that kind or of girl. Or girl, a beer. They, women can be thieves as well. Yes, we, women women can be wobbers as well. So, But yeah, so that, that's, that's been a highlight of my week, finding that I'll be Christmassing on my own. More to the point, you've told me that today and said you'd come in around to my house on Christmas Day. Well, yeah. <laughs> So available for robbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to be. You've got to be a special kind of arsehole to rob someone's house on Christmas Day. Haven't you? Oh, believe me, they exist. They one hundred percent exist. You're not seeing Home Alone. Well, exactly. They haven't got the patience nor the skill to put a load of Hot Wheels up and down the stairs, though. <laughs> Don't worry about that. So anyway, let's get on to cricket-related topics. There's some T20s going on in India. Um, just love white ball cricket in India at the moment, don't they? Well, in India... Completely different squad. Yeah, India C are playing Australia C. And India C are better than Australia C, basically, <laughs> for what we can establish. Well, the first one was tight, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. 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 And then... The second one was tight too until the bowlers... I mean, look, I'm convinced that those Australian bowlers are going to get IPL contracts as <laughs> net bowlers. Because they are traveling. Oh, my God. Did you see with your Stoinis and Maxwell both went, one went at 18s and one went at 19 and a half? Ironically, the only yeah, members yeah. of the Australia main squad. Which is, yeah, yeah, than, yeah, Smith, isn't there? But yeah, ridiculous scenes. Yeah, it wasn't Stoyness, it was the other lad, Abbott. Abbott oh, yeah, and, Sean Abbott. Um, yeah, Maxwell. Maxwell went the distance. Sean Abbott and Maxwell. Yeah, 38 off his two. And poor, poor Abbott went at, I don't know, 53 off his three. Cheers. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon we might not go for that many. No, but I, I mean, must say no, because no, because no, we won't be there. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't think we're exactly high on that list of call-ups. No, uh, you, yeah. I think you knew and no I'm small in... part due, due to our lack of Australian heritage. I mean, I think we're um, good enough. I think we would be good enough, but I don't think. Yeah, yeah, but they have uncovered, in my opinion, little gem India. In in this, there's this little lad. His name's Rinku Singh, mm. and my goodness me, he hits the ball clean. I mean, he won the first game by hitting a six and somebody bowled a no ball, so the six didn't count off the last ball of the game. Harsh, it was, was pretty harsh. And then, and then today, he just came in and whopped it everywhere. So they've uncovered a little gem in, in, in him. Good. I don't think the rest of the squad are exactly shy either, are they? <clears throat> no, I mean, what did they top order today with three fifties in the top three? Yeah, 53 from 25, 58 from 43, 52 from 32. Jesus. Then Sky came in, nah, not great, 19 off 10. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then, like you say, Rinku Singh came in. Thanks for coming, 31 off 9. Oh, cheers. 
he absolutely belted. Fours, yeah, this forty-four fours in in two sixes. He's only three hundred and fifty nearest yeah. damage there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, ironically, the one below him is going at three fifty. The seven off two. Crikey! Yeah, right. good sighter. This, this this small tournament called the IPL seems to have unearthed some some Indian legends in the making. If this is their third eleven, I mean, we have said that, though, haven't we? Like, you know, the the strength of the yeah. IPL and what it's become is probably going to see India dominate white ball cricket, certainly T Twenty cricket, for probably the next 10, 15, 20 years, and probably beyond, depending on how long it lasts. Yeah. Simon had a big impact. Yeah. The breath there, I I, I thought he was going to launch oh. at me. No, I was yawning. No. Bored of the IPL. <laughs> no, very tired. Right? I was up. I was up at quarter six today. No, they, I mean they're just they're just talented, aren't they? And like I said, they've been put in high pressure, high responsibility situations at a very young age. Like you think these guys, they're not. You got like you look at their main team. You got people like Shreyas Iyer that's come through. I mean, God, seven years ago he was playing in the Nottingham Premier League, and now he's smashing it in the IPL for the last five years. So at twenty four or whatever he is. He's already he's he's playing in front of hundred thousand people a week, yeah. yeah. Like against the best players in the world, they the fact that they're now playing against Australia didn't. Fucking other team had a short go, didn't they? We they, they've got they've got worse, yeah. The fact that they're they're playing in this picture is not just just not going to deter them and not not they've got no fear. Um, Where did he play in their knots? Clifton. Where did he? At what age? Uh, Must have been sixteen, seventeen. I think he was eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Decent. Um, you get a few. Did all right, I think. Yeah. Not, not so stupid well, run, but it was, it was his, I think it, was his, it could well have been his first time out of the country. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. So you, you see how these guys, are, but that's what I'm saying is you see these guys going from that, coming out of the country at 18, 19 years old to play. And he wasn't, I don't I don't believe at the time he was playing sort of India under-19s or that kind of thing. He may well have been, I, I, don't, I don't know, yeah. but that wasn't kind of advertised about him. But, but yeah, now I think what, six, seven, or whatever it is, years later, he's going all right. He was arguably in, in some people's teams of the World Cup, and you're thinking he's, yeah, and 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 playing well. One thing I will say is the T20 format appears to have freed up Syria Kumar Yadav. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, we we actually had a bit of a chat about this this morning, John. I don't know. We, we, we did. Saying, like, how how does that happen? And I. I think huge. I'd be interested to get your things on this. When you, it must just be a clarity of of process and clarity of thought that you, within he knows what his job is in this T Twenty side. He knows he goes in and he plays positively. And we sort were talk, talking about it across different formats of cricket. When you get that clarity of information from a coach and a captain combination, let's use England for example at the minute in Test cricket, and and they get that. You look at Australia in this previous World Cup when they they changed their mentality after two games and were like, right, no, this is the message in. This is what we're going, we're going to play, and and that seems to free everyone up. The guy seems to have that clarity of thought in T Twenty cricket that he doesn't necessarily have in One Day mm. cricket, doesn't he? I think it's a yeah, it's an older ball too. Don't forget that. So, you know, that's the one thing I'd say is that when he comes in in the fifteenth over of a game, the balls are completely different level of hardness, and I think he. He smashes a hard cricket ball. As soon as it starts getting soft and the bowlers go to that short, he likes pace on. Mm. I mean, his, his, his 80 odd in the first game was just, yeah, he smashed it everywhere yeah. and then again. So, do we think that's just because he can't, he hasn't yet been able to fight his way up the order in the 50 overside that he's not 
in the conditions where we've just seen him be so successful in the T20 stuff. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's it's the classic case of, you know, Butler batting at six versus opening. Yeah. Where does Butler, where is he better at with a, with a, new, with a new rock? Yeah, yeah. Give him an old rock. And yeah, he comes off one out of 20 times, but he comes out of one out of two times when he's up at the top. That's so. fair. I, I hadn't considered that. I hadn't thought of that. So yeah, fair mm. play, huge. Fair play. Although, you, as, a, as a counter, they only use one ball in T20. Yeah. So the ball after 15 overs will be just as old as a ball after 30 overs yeah, in a good. T20 game, in a one-day game. Yeah. Mm. The ball only ever gets to 25 overs old in a one-day game. Oh, it? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But what, we're so, saying, what you're just saying is when he was really trying to fight at the back end in that final, he, he didn't come in with that long to go. Well, my point is throughout the tournament, he, he, yeah, his yeah. clarity, his way of being throughout the tournament. At the end of the day, a couple of times, it, he was coming in at six, wasn't he? At, yeah. In that kind of six, seven yeah. role. In the final, they but, actually but changed the ball it was around. 20 overs yeah, he batted at eight in the final, yeah. didn't he? He batted at eight in the final, didn't they? They sent uh, Jadeja in front of him. Because yeah. um, then you thought if that is the way, they'd have probably sent him in. They should have sent him in before when the ball is harder. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I completely, I, I see what you're saying and that may be the case. Um, I, I, you just look at the way he holds himself in T20 cricket, the way that he seems to be to go about his game. I, I just think it's more, he, he's got much more clarity of thought, much more at peace with his role within the side and probably feels a lot freer as well because he's not got the same level of responsibility, so to speak, that he, although he's saying that he chased 212 down the other day, he pissed it. But you also, in, in this current Indian T20 side, he's the big fish in a, yeah, he in is, a, yeah. in a small yeah. pond, right? Yeah. When he's playing in that 50 over, he's the small fish in the big pond. Yeah, he's the guppy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and in, with, all, with all due respect to the to him and the, in that, the rest of that batting lineup, which is what makes it, I suppose, what makes it so interesting about when, he, when we have seen him play well in the T20 side, in their 40 20 side, he's still got, he's still playing Charlotte, Sharma, Coley, Rahul normally because he keeps wicket or if not Pant. Like, so he's still got, he's still got a big name. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The other, the other, the other big name really is Ishan Kishan. He, he's, he's a, you know, proven himself to be a decent cricketer already, hasn't he? And he, he is playing yeah. in this series uh, along with Steve Smith. I mean, that Australia side isn't isn't awful, is it? I mean, you've got Matthew Wade, Steve Smith, Stoinis. Um, so there are a few kind of household names in there, shall we say? It's the bowling department, isn't it? That in that Australia team that is. Zampa's playing on his heel. Yeah. Zampa's played. Yeah. Zampa's played the first one. He's played today as well. He's, he's gone at eight. Mm. Right. When everyone else has gone at 18. 105. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm obviously taking the piss when I, when I say it's the C team and whatever, but um, you just look at the depth like Arshdeep Singh's playing. I mean, you look at, he was arguably one of the bowlers of the last T20 World Cup. Yeah. Can't even, can't even semi get a look in in their 50 over yeah. side. And it's coming over, he's playing in this. You look at uh, the left arm spinner that's playing for him. The bold England out in Test cricket. Aksar Patel. Aksar Patel. I mean, you're talking two bowlers there that most other T20 sides, slash oh, one day yeah. sides in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. would be would be waltzing in, especially being a Aksar Patel can can bat as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've they've got huge strength in depth, and they're just so used to playing in high pressure. Games. Well, you're, playing in front of, you're playing in front of 80,000 people at 19, 20 years old. By the time you make it onto the international stage, that's half the course. You, you're not going to worry about it because you've experienced it in the IPL, haven't you? So, 
No, um, and they're also big players in within that as well. I think that's another thing. They're, like you said about Sky, that Axel Patel within the IPL is one of the big players mm, for, mm. for his franchise. You're talking, I mean, uh, the guy who took his captain. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not. They're not playing bits and bob rolls and then strolling out international cricket. Mm. It's not like playing at Durham in four-day cricket on a wet one in May and then being expected to rock out in front of 35,000 at Lords. It's not a slightly yeah. different kind of introduction into the world of pressurised cricket, isn't it? So. Agree. Talking of the IPL, a fair bit of news coming out about the English contingent. Uh, Joe Root and Ben Stokes have uh, said that they're not going to go. No, no doubt will be pleasing one Robert Key that, but they they obviously I think it's something crazy like with the World Cup and the Test things, uh, the Test matches that are coming up between January and March, and the IPL, it would have been something like spending six months in India in a calendar year, which would just be. I mean, even if you really like India, six months away from home is a is a hell of a long time. Um, so Root and Stokes are not going, uh, not retained by their. Uh, respective sides, Harry Brook, Jofra Archer, Phil Salt, David Willey and Adil Rashid, who will all go back into the mini-auction. That was the new one on me, mini-auction. You want to explain the mini-auction theory? No. <laughs> all I know is it's not the real auction. It's I suppose it's exactly for this when they release players. So this They have a smaller the main auction. auction, is it? It's this yeah. year's version of the main auction, isn't it? They have, I think it's every two years they have a full draft slash auction, whatever you want to call them, and then in the bits in between them. I mean, we've seen this year, there's a trade happen between between two teams that includes whatever. Ardic Pandya and Cam Green. Yeah. yeah. So of, 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 Ardic Pandya moving to Mumbai Indians from Gujarat Titans, and then Mumbai Indians are trading for cash Cameron Green to RCB. Pandya had been at... Mumbai Indians previously, though, hadn't he? So he maybe just joined Gujarat Titans last year. Hmm. But he was previously a Mumbai Indians player, wasn't he? So, right, interesting. I mean, yeah. You know, um, yeah the, you, are any of those shocks for you, Jono? Would you, would you say any of those are shocks? What? The England players being released, would you say? I think it's obviously on the back of the World Cup, isn't it? So when, when Eugene was telling us about this off-air earlier, my, one of my first thing I said was current, because... Curran had a really good T20 World Cup last year in Australia around this time, had a pretty poor IPL, then has had a pretty poor summer and a pretty poor World Cup. So I just assumed that he would be one. But you'd say that T20 is probably his um, his main format, wouldn't you? But yeah, I just would have expected him to be on that list. But Harry Brook, I'm a little bit surprised by. Um, he didn't have a great IPL, but I thought, I, I think he will come good in that format, and I think eventually he'll come good in the IPL. Phil Salt, again, as well. Sheed feels like he's lost his superpowers a little bit. David Willey has probably never played that much in the IPL, will be more of a squad player. And Archer, well, looks made of glass, and he, unfortunately, as, as much as I hate to say it, he, you know, one of the shining lights of English cricket and the, the future of English cricket, as we thought in 2019, but ever since. Um, he basically got bowled into an early grave during 2019. He's not really been in nowhere to be seen, has he? Um, which I think is a real shame. Talking of injuries, Josh Tong placed in the one-day or, or the white ball squads to the West Indies by Matthew Potts. Um, I don't know exactly what the injury is, 
But it was always going to happen because Knotts have just signed him. Yeah. Knotts only signed broken, <laughs> Knotts only signed broken bowlers. I mean, they've got a squad full of them for next year. Fletch is going to have to bowl some overs. <laughs> That's what we can say. And he's, he's had a dicky ankle this year. So Yeah. I mean, they've got Ollie Stone. Yeah. Broken. Constantly. Yeah. Josh Tong. Broken. broken. I know they've signed that Pennington, haven't they, as well, from yeah. Worcester. Yeah. Who might I be. Able, he, I, I, mean, think, I think his injury record's pretty good, to be fair, Dylan. I, I don't yeah. think he's known to, to go down that often. No, he's signed for Arsenal. That'll go in the arse. No, I... I, I It'd be interesting. I'm sure this is what we should all try and do one day is get someone who deals with a lot of fast bowlers on a regular basis. Because this seems to be happening more and more, especially in England. I know. I know. Man, we played with him. Yeah. Yeah, Steph Jones, yeah. Steph. It it just seems to be happening to a lot of young coming English bowlers. I don't quite know what's... Yeah, I mean, we can all sit there and reel off name after name after name at the minute of, of bowlers. Archer just being the main... He's a big one, one think, isn't he? Really, like yeah. You then think of Stone. You think of Wood had his problems for such a very long time. These guys just keep. Do you not think it's just fast bowlers? I mean, you think about the New Zealand bowlers during the World Cup. You think about Chinook here from South Africa. You think it's just? I think it's fast bowling. How, how Robert, I don't know how you survived for so long. Not very well. That's why I had to retire. <laughs> but no, it just like. At the end of the day, stress fractures have always been a thing. And Ollie Stone, for example, is one that's had had a lot of stress fractures. I I don't know. I I find it really weird that that this seems, just seems to be happening a lot. Particularly, and yeah, you can we can all name odd players here. Like Norky has played how many games on the in a row for? He's actually ironically never played in a World Cup, has he? That's the bizarre thing about Norky. Keeps missing it. Keeps missing him through injury. But you, you look at. Rabada had a bit of a phase a while ago, but he now seems to be back and fit and fine on a regular basis. And you look at the big three from Australia, and yeah, Hazelwood's had a bit of a run out, hasn't he? Where he he wasn't fit. And Cummins, obviously, when he first came into it, he had a stretch after at eighteen or whatever it was. But but you think it it, it doesn't seem to happen in the same way? Maybe that's just because I'm not as up on their cricket. And I, I'd like to think I'm I'm quite up on Australian cricket, and and when their big players come through, but they don't seem to have the same levels of stuff. Do you remember yeah. we talked about this the other day, maybe a couple of episodes ago, and I was saying about, you know, this never seemed to happen through the 70s and 80s and whenever, when and, and 90s really, um, where the guys weren't as fit as they are today. And I think, you know, and this would be a really interesting question to put someone like Steph, are they so fit now that it almost exasperates the problem once they do something. So, and as I say, you couldn't, you can't tell me that Jeff Thompson, Lee holding, you know, all and, and keep going and going and going. Like, well, Lily did get injured a lot, didn't he? That was one of the reasons he changed what he did was because he did get injured. But I, I think it's really in, like the talk about the development of fast bowling for me, I was, I'm a fast bowling geek anyway. I, I obviously used to love it, but I find it really strange how the guys are now apparently fitter, stronger, but more athletic. We, we, we know they're more athletic. That's the one thing we do know. We've seen seen the guys field. Like they, whether that's one of the reasons they get injured quite so much is because they chuck themselves around in the field rather than giving them the big corny wash boot. But I just think it, it's really strange. You look at every other sport in the world and things have got faster, bigger, stronger, 
But apparently fast bowlers haven't got any faster. In 50 years, since they apparently first time, Jeff Thompson and Dennis Lilly and Imran Khan, fast bowlers, it peaked in the early 2000s, apparently, with Shaq, Joeb and Brett Lee and all these guys. But never got faster. Now, call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but I think that's bollocks. Because how can it be? It body mechanics. How, how? Well, this body is the, it, it's sprinting, not body mechanics. But funnily enough, Usain Bolt in 2014 ran a damn sight faster than the bloke did in 1974. But apparently, yeah. and not only that, the next 20 below him would have won that Olympic gold. But in fast bowling, apparently not got any faster. Not sure myself. I look, I look forward to a winter podcast with you explaining why that has happened, Robert. I couldn't tell you. I've tried to do some... <laughs> I, I, I'm without sitting there with a stopwatch on, but watching like, the, the pace yeah, of ball yeah, yeah, down yeah. while he's being timed. Because they tried to say at one point that Imran Khan was bowling, or Ian Botham was bowling at 144 kilometres an hour. No. What? Give me, come on. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe there was... Maybe the, the speed guns back then were overstating and actually they are getting a little bit faster. Well, that's what they reckon about in that 99 World Cup, don't they? It was over here. Obviously, the, mm. the land where everyone bowls their quickest, England. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the really warm places or in the peaks of South Africa. I mean, again, it's one of these really bizarre things, isn't it? That You see yeah. world records set. Well, why, is it, why do world records not count in Joburg? Because they're fucking 19 million miles up in the airspin. So, but yeah. yeah, no, apparently people bowl their quickest in the coldest country that plays cricket. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. I listen to an amazing podcast. I listen to it quite often, actually. And yes, listeners, there are other decent podcasts available, believe it or not. It's called The Andy Rowe Show. And he was interviewing a fella whose name I forget. Um, but the, the subject matter was called The Enhanced Games. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah. Which I actually think is a really interesting concept, but only only having listened to it in full and kind of understanding the theories behind it and the sound of it. And it was just, I only brought that up because of what you were saying there about you know how 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 things have advanced and you know science science is is one thing, but then you know th there is that other side of science where if people are allowed to and it, it'd all be managed in terms of medical things and they would all have to be assessed and this that, and the other, but. I, I think it'd be quite interesting. Now, I'm not calling for people to be allowed to take steroids in cricket so we can bowl quicker and this, that, and the other. Um, but I do, I, do, I do think that science versus, you know, periods of time. And you, look, it's impossible to compare eras. We keep saying that, you know, people say, oh, Bradman's the greatest and this, that, and the other. It's really difficult to tell. Like, people have often said, you're always a better player when you're not on the side, aren't you? So, you know, a, bit, a big part of it does does come down to that. It helps as well, helps. But in dead. Yeah. Most people are better players dead than they ever were alive. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I scored four hundreds from the Perlian this year as well. <laughs> just to let you know. I scored so many runs sitting down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've got me off pole knockback for one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are they? Why can't? Why are these lads buying so? Why are they knocking it around for ones and twos? I've been sweating this everywhere. No, <laughs> mate, you've had your fucking go. Sit down and shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got three off eleven yeah. balls, then tried to slug sweep the empty bowl, you dickhead. Dearing me. Just back to the IPL for a second. There are a few English players retained by their respective sides. Moeen Ali, Joss Butler. Uh, that can you imagine? Um, Rajasthan going. It's all right, Joss. 
We'll take our chances without you this year. Just not going to happen. Sam Curran, Reese Tuffley, Jason Roy, Will Jacks, Mark Wood, Johnny Bairstow, and Liam Livingston. Um, when does the IPL actually start? February sometime. Oh, is it? So the the next one on the calendar is the the Big Bash League, isn't it? Which I believe starts on the seventh. Yep. Eugene, which is a, a trigger. It is. So when the Big Bash starts, that's when the Christmas tree goes up because that's the only time the Christmas tree is allowed to go or be removed from the loft is is in December for those weirdos that are putting oh, the Christmas trees up now. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I, I don't understand it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Was it the 1st of November? I was in somewhere. I say I was in Curry's. Other electrical retailers are available. Um, oh, really? They're the only one left. No, no. <laughs> HMV's flagship store on Oxford Street's reopened this week. And they have a section for vinyls and cool. CDs. I'm not even sure you can buy a CD player anymore. But anyway, there we go. <laughs> Back in the room. For other shopping information, contact <laughs> info at sloggingit.co.uk. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was like the 1st of November, and Mike, one of Michael Bublé's Christmas tunes was playing. I was like, what on earth are we doing? Oh, he's hatched, hasn't he, again? He's hatched. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were in workshop, though, so that probably explains a little bit about it. Oh, they're, they've always been behind the times. They still think it's last Christmas. <laughs> the, do you know who is going to have a really good Christmas? Go on. It's the England cricket team. Oh. Because they're going to be in the nicest, warmest country in, you know, in, in this time no, of year. they'll be in, back. In the West Indies. They'll be back. What, in the Sahara Desert? I'm sure they're going to be staying for a few days. No, well, no not for, no, well they might, there's a they bit might of as holidays. Thing. But the only, so, and I, I can't remember who was telling me this, one of the players, um, was that England, by con- contractually, only have to be, it's only Australia and I think South Africa where they have to be, they can be told to stay over Christmas. I think New Zealand, even New Zealand, yeah. they have to organise it so they can come back and then go over again. Well, it might be. Well, I mean, England played their last game on the 21st of December. Yeah. So it would make sense for them to extend their stay slightly. Well, yeah. I mean, look, Christmas on a beach, um, white sandy beach, Barbados or wherever. Uh, would be Where? Lovely, Barbados. <laughs> Glad you've said that. With a... yeah, remember that time we tried to interview Jono when he was out in Barbados oh. and he was drinking rum punch? Yeah, that's how he sounded the old time. We're not time. doing that again in a hurry. <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, when I couldn't walk for a week and I had to lie my way into business, that's yeah, what I've heard you on the way back home. Um, yeah. I know, no, of course you can take a photo with me for your husband, but I'm one of the England private batting coaches. That's why I need to be in business because I've got this injury. And I should have been on the way to Grenada, but <laughs> the ECB have sent me home. Yeah. <laughs> Work though, didn't it? Never mind. <laughs> As I'm sitting there with gout, drinking free champagne. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mr. Branson. Anyway, moving on. Um, he's got enough cash. He need to Just in case he listens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, can, yeah. can you imagine if we get a tweet from Richard Branson? You cheeky bastards. You owe me four grand. Yeah, good luck. Anyway, the Sri Lanka situation seems to have, well, I say, resolved itself. God knows what's happened there. But they are now fully yeah. fledged ICC members again. Um, but within that period of nine days, or what, two weeks or whatever it was, that it took them to reinstate them. They've already said, nope, under-19 World Cups, now we're going to be in South Africa. I, I thought you meant someone had fixed Angelia Matthews' helmet. <laughs> I mean, how can they... The whole thing about this is just weird. They've issued him a ban, which lasts for two weeks. He's also At the end the of a World Cup, at, at the, and they've issued it after they finished playing their last game mm. for two weeks. They're not playing any cricket anyway. 
and then got to the end of it and gone, oh, by the way, you can't have the under 19 World Cup anymore. Yeah. This isn't even the uh, most stupid thing that the ICC have done this week. Probably not. This is the second most stupid. Well, it might not even be the second most. It's certainly the second most thing I've known, I've, I'm aware not. of. Definitely not. Do you want Definitely to... not. So the what's the first well, that you know of? Okay. So. Now that you ask. Now, now you ask, Eugene. <laughs> I will to be delightfully able to inform you that. Would you like me to hold the tea? (laughs) Yeah. Hold my beer. The ICC this week have banned someone for six years who hasn't played international cricket or any form of cricket for about three years. That's factually incorrect. He's playing in the Legends series at the minute, or he was. (laughs) Oh, was he? Was he due to play in that? He was. I believe so, yeah. He was playing in it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just going to crawl under my desk and sit down there. (laughs) So what did he do? Alleged match-fixing banning. Marvin said, Yeah, that's it, yeah. Marvin Samuels is he the yeah. same as Marlon Samuel? Marlon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marlon, Marlon, the same as that Jajada J. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two of the greats. Yeah, yeah. So Matt, it was no alleged J-J. match fixing, or, or was it not match match fixing? It was the fact that he hadn't made, he hadn't reported an approach about match potential match fixing. Did this not happen about ten years ago? I don't know. I seem to vaguely remember a World Cup or something, a T20. Oh, these stories happen all the time. But, I, but I think he, there was something to do with that a very, very long time ago that he was reported. It, it was reported that he hadn't reported a report where he'd been reported about being approached. For reporting something. Yeah. Mm. So, But I think and now, obviously, some information's come out. I mean, they've got a dud job, haven't they, the ICC? Let's not make a decision about anything. And when we do, let's make it about as relevant as a fart in a spacesuit. If you're not in the spacesuit. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because that if you were in the spacesuit, that would be relevant. Yeah. It, it's not like the old Sri Lanka thing. I don't get what they're trying to do. And they've just got to be seen to be doing something. And then they're going, oh, yeah, we'll ban you for two weeks. Well, what's on going on in two weeks? Well, fuck all, really. So, sound. Um it's like when you get banned in league cricket and your club organises it, so you're on holiday. Yeah, it happens yeah, we're to banned him, we're, we're banned him for a week. <laughs> oh, that's all right. He's gone on holiday for a week. He's in Marbella. Shooing all over coke up his hooter. <laughs> Allegedly. I don't mean Marlon Samuels or any member of the Sri Lankan board. But, you know what I mean? They they rank alongside the Nottinghamshire Premier League committee. In oh, hey, disciplinary. Oh, in, okay. Allegedly. We're not playing anymore, are we? <laughs> no. Looking around for Fox to give about it. But no, they're just, you, you see the stuff that goes off. And the more you read about the old match fit pitch stuff that wasn't an event, that they decided to try and make it an event because the ICC have gone, no, we must do something. Well, no, you haven't. Can't believe you brought that up again. Me and you just so far past that. I, I don't. They just, they need to work on getting the formats right. Like, do do your job. Mm. Yeah. Get get your formats for your international tournament trial. Work on growing the game, not making tournaments that have got less teams in than the one before because that doesn't grow the game. Right? Worry about these bits. Don't worry about what Marlon Samuels did fucking 25 years ago when he was relevant. Right? It, don't take tournaments off people. They're obviously, they've been struggling for ages. Rather than sitting there taking tournaments off people, work with them to go, right, how can we make things better? Like, yep. work with the Sri Lankan cricket board. Say, look, you've got this under-19 tournament. How can we help? There's obviously something going on. Bring someone in and, and say, right, you're interim in charge of the Sri Lankan cricket board to make sure things are running. An independent person, completely independent from their government. 
work on doing things like that. Don't sit there just being shithouses. That's aggressive. Right? They're just what? What are they actually doing? They sit there with this ICC cricket committee, which has got some unbelievable minds on it. It's a Ricky Ricky Pontin, Mike Atherton, people who played the Kumar Sangakara. Kumar Sangakara is single-handedly one of the cleverest and smartest people to have played the game. And as and the daft thing is, massive influence in Sri Lanka. Why aren't the the ICC going, Kumar? You sit on this cricket committee. Please, can you go and have a look at that? I'd like you to get involved in it. If there's whatever safety reasons he has spoken out against things before, if there's reasons behind it, then fine. But why aren't they trying to positively influence these people? And I mean, we play a sport that's only actually played by about 13 countries at a reasonable level anyway. Yeah. And you're sitting there and banning one of them for an irrelevant amount of time and then taking an international tournament off it. Like, what? Mm. What are we actually trying to do? Again, that could be an old hour and a half episode on how incompetent the ICC are. So. <laughs> I didn't realise for the first 35 minutes, while you were being relatively quiet on the podcast, all you were doing was marking out your long run to have a pop at the ICC. But I'm very glad oh, that I, you were doing I, I don't... Yeah. It's just... There's certain things that I don't understand. Their role is to grow the game. Grow the game. Grow... I can't even say it when I thought about it. Grow the game. Judge our bank, cut his arm, cut his arm and off, and soon he'll have us go. But yeah, that's their job. That's their sole role is to kind of make sure it's looking after itself. But the BCCI doing that anyway by just running everything for them. And so all your job is to then go right, BCCI. We know you're going to do that, right? Just don't take the fucking piss. And what we're going to try and do is make sure Sri Lanka, Ireland, Denmark. And all these other little minions, Zimbabwe, for example, can can function and play. So we can feed into your BCCI-ness. I tell you what, someone's so someone's been scrapping around for change and then just shoved a two pound note in up Simon's ass. Two pound coin it's up. True. Simon, it's, it's, just, it's just true. I don't I don't get it. No, no. No, we I put, I, I, I could not agree with you more, mate. I really couldn't. We decided to put a tournament in a war zone and paid their paid their players for fucking five months. Yet the Sri Lankan cricket, God forbid, right now will ban you for two two weeks. Oh, piss off! You, you mentioned Zimbabwe there. I do have some bit of news regarding Zimbabwe. Today. I don't know if you guys saw it in the Africa One World Cup qualifiers. Uganda, yes, beat Zimbabwe. Yes, I saw that with with five yeah. five wides through the keeper's legs. Yeah, yeah. My God. Which is, is big it, news. Is it, I mean, it is good for yeah. Uganda. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, there's all levels, isn't there? And as long as people are moving up or through and around the levels, obviously it's sad for Zimbabwe cricket. When I was growing up, you they, they were not a force, but they had some excellent players. And that's good. But that, that's, again, that's what the ITC should be doing. They should be celebrating yeah. things like that and making sure that these countries are getting the support that they need in order to keep developing. And so we do see these shocks. And To be fair, hey. the ICC might have put something out about that across their social media channels, but I feel like they've blocked us on everything. I have now. <laughs> yeah. And if they have, who could blame them? So, uh, so there we go. Um, there, goes my, there goes my invite to sit on that cricket committee anyway. You know, you know what? That, that last 10 minutes of you, Robbo, has really, really cheered 
just finished my weekend off brilliantly. So well, I ain't had one of those for a while, have I? You haven't. No, we need to figure out. We need to figure out what we can poke <laughs> you with, just to say. Yeah, you... for breakfast and dinner. <laughs> so um, I'm ravenous. Upcoming guests. I actually bought you a chocolate croissant this morning, but then decided I was hungry and ate it myself before I got to the golf club. Sorry. Upcoming guests, next week we will have Ian Martin, who is the head of disability cricket with the ECB. Uh, so he will be here to talk to us about the um, LD side that have just finished, well, continue that amazing 13-year undefeated uh, run of victories. And then, Eugene, I don't know whether we can announce this yet because we're not, it's not 100%, but you're talking to someone who we're all excited to to try and get onto the podcast. If you want to just talk about that a bit yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can I can mention it, and hopefully he comes on. One of our, our good friends that lives in my local area, Dane Villas, who recently retired from Lanks and, and you know the ex South African cricketer. I'm going to ask him because I'm seeing him on Thursday night to to ask if he wants to come on. So, yeah, um, watch the space, and and we'll confirm it for next week when we'll probably be talking about England's first game by the time we record next week Sunday because that game should be done. Oh yes. So that's the first one day that we're going to lose, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> just to keep up our current run of form. One thing, selfishly, I am going to mention, um, although you're going to have to be quick, because by the time this goes out, which I assume will be, what, Wednesday or Thursday, huge, yep. we've got Black Friday deals on Woodstock Cricket. So if you head to woodstockcricket.co.uk, you'll be able to find some amazing Black Friday deals for all of your cricketing bats. And equipment need. That's the one and only plug I'm going to offer to Woodstock tonight. I'll probably find something else to say next time. But anyway, there we go. Good. It's a good plug. Thank. Highly recommend the equipment. Thank you. you can, I, can I ask? Can I ask if Dane does come on? How did he? Yeah. How, how did he find the commute from Twickenham to no Lancashire? Rain, Rains Park. Rains Park to yeah. Lancashire without HS2 because. Yeah. God forbid anyone else has managed to get north before that's finished. Mate, he's the only... I've already asked he, to this, but I He's will, the only bloke wait. that walked into a Mercedes... Because I was actually going to ask him the same thing. I reckon he's the only bloke that's ever walked into a Mercedes dealership and said, I need a three-year lease. How many miles are you looking to do every year? 250,000. <laughs> because I've got a young family in London. I need to go to training in Manchester every day. So, yeah, I, it was absolutely on my list of things to ask him about that. So. Well, you're not captain as well. Oh, you can do what you want. Oh, you probably have. You probably only have to train once every three weeks if you're a skipper. Well, that, that's how that's how I skip it anyway. But yeah, there we go. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, you two, for joining me as always. Uh, lots of fun chats. Had great to hear Simon just ranting again. Like, where has that been? We that has been missing from my life for well, what seems like months. He's been he's been nice. When, he didn't even rant on when, the golf course today at all. When you missed them, when you left them three freebie putts oh, this morning, yeah. I, nearly, I nearly lost the play. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. But comfortable victory, all the same. Set up brilliantly by a 15-footer made on the first hole by Simon Roberts himself. I, I, I will offer him credit for that. <laughs> that was very picked. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's all right. We, 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 we dovetailed, didn't we? Yeah, you, I played the first hole. You played the next 17. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back with you a similar time next week. But until then, love you back. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.